I told this thing when she first started telling me about you and I listened to you guys' episodes. Uh -huh. I went on your Instagram. I was like, I got to put a face to the voice. So I wanted to see what you look like. Okay. So you, you're you giving very much black Jack Sparrow slash Johnny Depp vibes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. And I'll take that. that. So we if were I just can... talking about that. And then we started talking about Johnny Depp. So. I just I just don't have the, uh, the, the money yet that, you know. <laughs> like. Check Not yet. It's coming. <laughs> please, please bring the booty, please. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh la, bonjour, konnichiwa, ni hao. What's up? Welcome back to the OK Vibes podcast. Tis I, your host, Justine Monique, back to get into another blog post from the OK Vibes blog located at okvibes.wordpress.com. I'm sorry, guys. I am cracking up because uh, if you heard the intro, um, hopefully it made you laugh too, but probably not as much as me because I was there. I was present through all this and I know these two people. And I and hopefully if y'all been listening to the show as long, you know, for the from the beginning to the end, okay, that you might recognize these two folks. They are return guests that I will introduce later in this two-part conversation we're going to be having. Uh, this is just part one, and the next one will drop next week. The other half, I mean, you know what I'm saying, of the part two, because there's a one and there's a two. So I'm excited to share. But before we get into the first part of that conversation with my two very special guests, I would like to get into the topic at hand for this particular blog. Sorry, not this particular blog. <laughs> this particular podcast episode. I mean, it's easy to mix up because, of course, if you didn't know, this podcast is based on my blog, the OK Vibes blog. So let's get into the blog post at hand titled When Friends Become Family, published on February 12th, 2018. When Friends Become Family. My alternative personality makes me the black sheep on both sides of my family. It bothered me for a while, not having the same level of acceptance as my other relatives. Witnessing the overt favoritism amongst the first cousins of my paternal side. Seeing the recklessness amongst older generations of my maternal side that trickled downwards. It all turned me off and eventually turned me away. The friendships I've cultivated during my earthly journey are a testament to rejecting family approval, to not aspiring to earning a stamp of acceptance for my bloodline. Blood is thicker than water, but water is refreshing unless you're a vampire. My friends accept me 100%. They don't attempt to push me into becoming someone I'm not because they love my authentic self. Since I've put a mountain between my true relatives and I, my friends are my family. So, of course, I still feel the same way. <laughs> okay, more, now more than ever to tell you the truth. After getting some more revelations of some familial, familial, I'm not really sure how to say that word, but y'all know what I'm trying to say, <laughs> of some kinfolk things. 
that have come down the line that I'm not co-signing. I'm not too fond of. I'm not clear on. I'm not, you know, I'm not a part of it. Don't want to be a part of it. Not rooting for it. You won't see me clapping my hands for the bullshit. So, of course, this whole concept of blood being thicker than water has always been a thing. You know, it's something I heard when I was young, and it's something that I wanted to get someone else to weigh in on more about, someone to talk to about in this in regards to this conversation. Because now that we're also in this time of awakening and people becoming more aware and pushing back on all these social norms, you know, all these bullshit-ass constructs, folks now are calling out shit within the family more. They're not just staying silent about it. They're calling it out. They're, you know, telling people, hey, mom and dad, you fucked up. Or, you know, hey, you sibling, you fucked up, you know, and even taking accountability for themselves as well. It's a beautiful thing. I mean, we know too, beauty can come with pain. It's not easy to be open and say, hey, this person that is a close blood relative to me hurt me. They wounded me in this way. They contributed to certain aspects of trauma within my life. And again, it's not all about finger pointing, finger pointing, but hey, man, when you're a child and you go through things, and I'm talking as a minor, like from the time you're born up until you're 18 years old, you're not responsible for a lot of the shit that happens to you. You know, I mean, it depends, right? I know some people can say, hey, at a certain age, you're supposed to know right from wrong and all these things. But I'm just talking about having overall control of your overall care. You're not completely responsible for that. And I know there's certain family structures where that can be different to where they might say, hey, you 13, you got to help out with the family business now. You got to do A, B, and C if you want to earn your keep. But for folks that haven't gone through that, you know, even folks that do go through that, there's still a level of responsibility, your um, caretakers, you know, because I know everybody's blood parents doesn't mean that that's necessarily their um, caretakers. It could be a step parent. It could also be, you know, a grandparent or even somebody that's, you know, maybe a foster parent or something like that. But anyway, the point is you as a child are not fully responsible for your overall well-being. A lot of that is on the folks that you um, are being cared for, who are caring for you. Um, so that, again, there could be a lot of shit with that and people are calling it out. You know, we see it with, um, I can't remember the guy's name, but <laughs> uh, Monique, the comedian Monique, her oldest son has been on social media and talking and she's been responding and all that. And, you know, she's not the first person that this has occurred with. There's other folks that have been calling out their parents and whatnot online, you know, like look at the whole thing with T.I. and his son, you know, it's, it's like, damn. And again, it's not that we need to take sides, but it is valid, uh, you know, if people feel hurt about something or maybe they feel like they weren't supported in a certain way. We don't know. We weren't there. We're not growing up with these people, but you know, it just goes to show, Hey, do we always need to put our family over others and the others be in the water in the situation here, according to that saying, um, even though the water could be the ones hydrating us and the blood in actuality is just staining our lives. You know what I'm saying? And if y'all have ever had to deal with blood stains, you know how hard it is to get it out of a piece of fabric. But anyway, let us get into the first part of this conversation based on this whole phrase, this whole ideology about blood being thicker than water with my two special guests. Let's get into it. Welcome, welcome back. I got two special guests on this episode that we are about to get into this topic with about blood being thicker than water. First, mm. I would like to welcome back to the show who first appeared on uh what was it uh 
Neapolitan? No, it was, uh, what was it? Follow the Golden Brick Road? Oh, yeah. Yes, I can't remember because they've been on the show a couple times. <laughs> and they were also on the Neapolitan chat, okay? Welcome mm. back to the show, the fabulous, classy mother of three. Oh, yeah, Audie J. <laughs> 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 and then our second guest who has been on the show as well a couple of times uh, we was yeah. talking about how marriage is dead you know i've been mm. on their podcast a couple of times you know we've been talking about ai and how it can affect modern relationships he is the author of multi-monogamous three ex-fiancés later he's the mm. host of two podcasts okay the multi-monogamous mm. podcast and normal lol welcome back to the podcast my twin elrico ghost ramon yeah <laughs> hell yeah i need that recorded <laughs> oh my god i want to use that as in part of my intros <laughs> yes listen get her to do that voice work you got it Yes, yeah, I, I am glad to have y'all here to talk about this because, yeah. um, as well, I think Ghost might know some things, but uh, mm -hmm. Audie definitely knows a lot about the struggles I've had with my blood relatives and mm -hmm. all that. So, it's, you know, this is something that I've been wanting to get into, and I'm just glad I have both of y'all to talk about it. So, first thing is first, I want to say, when y'all think of the phrase, that long phrase, I don't know who came up with it. Mm -hmm. I always heard it a lot growing up, uh, mainly from black folks, yeah. about mm -hmm. blood is thicker than water. So mm -hmm. that was just always a thing to keep in mind, you know, when it came to a whole lot of things. So yeah. I first want to ask Audie, how do you feel? Like, when you hear that, are you like, yay, totally on board? Are you no. like, nah, bro. Immediately, no. <laughs> immediately, no. And immediately. I immediately no like no questioning and no second guessing like mm -hmm. because i feel like that is teaching us automatically conditioning us as you can say mm -hmm. to accept a bunch of shit because you're my my blood right mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. i do not agree with that for so many reasons which we can get into later but just to simply answer your question yeah that that would be my answer final answer <laughs> okay mm -hmm. so go mm -hmm. same thing for you what when you hear blood is thicker than water what you know are you like yay are you like yeah, a little bit or like nah bro i'm not with that at all i'm um at this stage i'm i'm not yeah i don't i don't agree with that i'm not in i don't even think that's just alignment you know for the most part these days based upon like i guess you could say like the age and eras that we're in i i understand i do i understand like well i don't say i understand i feel like I have a grasp on where it comes from and why it may have been a truth at some point, you know, regarding family and stuff like that. But um, I think today I believe that, you know, we come through the womb to, you know, to be on a mission and purpose and that mission can contain family or not. <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah. so yeah, that, that's my final answer regarding that. Yes. Yeah. Well, I can definitely say I uh, pretty much I'm, I co-sign what both of y'all say. Mm -hmm. um, initially, when I heard that phrase, and you know, growing up, especially being young, I don't know how, how old I was when I first heard it. I just know I was definitely a child. Mm -hmm. And um, 
you know, having an older relative tell me that. And I'm thinking, okay, okay. You know, I didn't completely understand the concept of what they meant. Like how long, like, where's the line drawn with that and everything, Mm -hmm. you know, but then alongside that, it was always that other phrase about what happens in this house stays in this house. Mm -hmm. No. And yes. And realizing like, you know what? Some things need to be told about what's going on in this house because everything going on in this house is not benefiting everybody Mm. in this house. You know, so I feel the same way about the blood being thicker than water and pretty much subjecting yourself possibly to um, trauma. Yeah. And abuse and mistreatment from these people that uh, just because they're your family and allegedly the ones that are supposed to show up for you and set Mm -hmm. the example and provide and whatnot. Right. That they're the ones that end up letting you down a lot of time, at least in my experience, which is Mm -hmm. a lot of the reason why I'm very strained from both sides of my family. Yeah. I feel like it was originally maybe started probably back in like, I don't want to say for sure, back in slavery times, for example, we'll use it for example, when Mm -hmm. all you did have was your family that you could try to hold on to as Mm -hmm. you were going through this crazy of a situation. And when maybe Mm -hmm. people started getting free, they may started doing things and treating people different, trying to get free and fit in with the white world or something, maybe. Mm. And mm. that's why they're like, blood's thicker than water, stick with who you went through the mud with. But at mm. some point, I feel like it turned from something to that effect to something where it's like, we're related. If I do something to you, nobody knows but me. You got to accept it, and that's it. Right. Mm. And mm. that's the, that when it turned into that, that's when I started having a problem with that whole saying. Yeah, mm. way of thinking. Definitely agree with that. <laughs> Definitely agree with that. And I've been there and done that more than once with some people. Yeah, I, I want to. Um, I like. I like what you said, Autumn. Um, you know, taking it back to the slavery days. I want. I wanted to add to that too. In addition, I think it also. Um, because <clears throat> you know, um, twin. You know, I, I like to talk about tribalism a lot and indigenous perspectives on things and. Um, I believe that in the like, you know, agricultural ages and your Neolithic age and stuff like that and so on and so on, you, you have these thousands and thousands of tribes, you know, just all over the globe in different, you know, regions of the of the globe. And I think from a tribal point of point of view, you know, you're born into this this tribe and you know, kind of going back to when you said conditioning, like that's where that conditioning like yeah. pretty much begins. So from a from a tribal point point of view, um, and if you want to combine also, you know, maybe the age of Pisces, which is kind of like a religious traditional belief type of age and era of things that masked however many thousands of years. And, you know, of course, you know, we, we've pretty much have moved out of it. If we haven't moved completely out of it, we're on the way to being completely out of it into the age of Aquarius. But I just say all that to say, you know, there was this, it seemed like it was probably maybe, maybe necessary to be tribal and be connected and be blood, you know, at that particular point in time. But then you have, you know, you know, the um, the introduction of colonialism and capitalism and uh, various technologies and that's where you start seeing these splits and stuff like that and um yeah man i, I think i think tri- tribalism plays a big role and i think when it comes to tribalism um 
you know, hence the, the title of this being, you know, about soul tribe and blood tribes. Tribalism doesn't have to look like blood anymore. Tribalism can look like, you know, your best friend or a group of friends you grew up with or friends that you are um, co uh, collecting and connecting with on your journey. So it's, it's, it's so many elements, man, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree a thousand percent. Yeah. Oh, Yup, nope, I feel that. That's why now I like to say I have a soul family a whole lot because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's who I connect with on a soul level because for mm -hmm. the longest time, you know, I always felt like a black sheep of my family, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, if I can't connect with these people that I'm supposed to be born of, share blood with, and all these things, then who do I connect with, you know? And it's like you said, it's kind of going out there and having to find those people <clears throat> and seeing who you really do connect with on that level because it's not always going to be your blood I mean to those people who do have those relationships hey man that that's awesome y'all are rare to me yeah, <laughs> if you genuinely connect and get along and respect each other and all that but i don't think there's a whole lot of that i think no. you know it's like you were saying before i'm with the conditioning and everything where people just might say like oh yeah me and so-and-so are cool and all that but it's not really all that a lot of times and as we get older if we're allowing ourselves to open our eyes to it, we can see like, okay, maybe this connection isn't healthy just because this is a family bond, right. you know, right. maybe this is not the best relationship actually. And I'm just tolerating it because, oh my gosh, the whole thing about your family, your family, right. you know, you got to put your family. Olive Garden, like a <laughs> family, you know, like, <laughs> you, you, you know, you know what? But now that you say that, you know, in the movies with the mob movies and stuff, you know, they're yeah. always very serious about the family, but there was always somebody was backstabbing or something, you know, was right. something going on. But yet, right. that was the whole thing with them is we're family. We're going to do these crimes together. We're going to sit here and go to mass together every Sunday. We're going to eat this food every Sunday. But there was still drama, you know, still with some drama. Everybody was not seeing eye to eye. Nope. You know, you know, I, li I like that you brought up the black sheet and it made me think of something, right? Like, can you imagine? So, okay, so here's a perspective, right? They say, whoever they are, <laughs> they say there's always, always at least one or two black sheeps in, in every family, you know, and I presume they mean immediate family or maybe they could be, be talking about a generation, right? So imagine back in the day, this is obviously prior to social media. We can, we can even say prior to like driving vehicles. Imagine being in a family or, or a tribe or whatever, and you was that one or, or uh, two people that were considered the black sheep. And you like just saw things. You just innately saw things differently than the tribe saw things. And you and you couldn't even get out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You could not like you were just. Yeah, you know, you weren't crossing paths with other tribes all the time. So you just like you just had to kind of deal with it. And then all of a sudden you have this thing called telephones and social media. And it's like, wow, now you have this opportunity to connect with other black sheep individuals and people who are not. They can connect with whoever they want to connect with. But yeah, I think I think I think like, you know, just the, the inception of these these new technologies, which is a part of the Aquarius age, as, as they say, anyways, um, I think that's part of, you know, the, um, you know, the, the, the soul tribe introduction and the, the, the splitting of, of blood, basically. Yeah. Yeah.
That's interesting that, like, if you think, because I always say, like, oh, being, like, for us, our our age group and stuff right now, the world we're living in, mm-hmm. um, how it's still hard to feel like the black sheep sometimes, but I can't mm-hmm. imagine mm-hmm. having to think, like you were saying, to be a black sheep back then when you mm-hmm. didn't even have an opportunity to, like you said, be around anybody else. Like, right. you, so you just, that probably felt like just being stuck in fucking purgatory. Oh, huh? like, yeah. De- definitely. I, think that would, yeah, yeah. I don't think I could survive that, to be quite honest. I don't yeah. think, I don't know if I could either. <laughs> <laughs> you probably ended up making yourself somewhat insane probably yeah. because you were like something's really wrong with me why am I not yeah. going along with this why don't mm. I seem to feel the way these everybody else feels especially when you have people pointing it out to you like why aren't mm-hmm. you like this why aren't you doing this you know yeah. so yeah you're right it's just, oof, that does sound like hell <laughs> sounds like living in hell if you had to go through that do you think that's do you think that's why you see a lot more people today that are more solo minded, whether it's solo nomadic or you know just really more so focused on themselves than focused on the group in general general, even if it is you know to you know a quest to be a part of a soul tribe, but you see a lot of individuality today as one knows what are your thoughts on that? I agree. Um, so I feel like, okay, when, when Justine first, I always have to start by saying when she first presented the title and the episode idea Mm -hmm. to me, the first thing I thought to myself and I jotted down was Mm -hmm. blood is thicker than water, right? So thicker Mm -hmm. things tend to weigh you down. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Dang, I never even thought about it down. And wow. that just kept going wow. over and over in my head ever since you told me like a couple weeks ago about this mm. idea. And like thicker things weigh you down. Trying wow. to like appeal that. and appease to what your family, your blood wants you to do and who they want you to be weighs mm-hmm. you down. So then when somebody now, like you said, now that there's telephones and social media and other mm-hmm. ways to get with people that are like you, it you're it feels more freeing to be able yeah. to do that. You're now that that weight of that thick blood is off yeah. of you. You're floating in the water on your back, like yes. had on mm. I love it. Just mm. it. <laughs> yes. You know, so yeah. I feel like yes, craved that for so long, and there was just no way for them to get it. And now that there are so many avenues, that's why you maybe see so many more people that are on that solo journey, so to speak, whether it's mm-hmm. in a living situation or a solo mm-hmm. like relationship type of thing, like where you're like, I'm not dating, <clears throat> I'm saying to myself, like whatever you want, but people are just doing them. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's have the, the whole freedom movement. to do that and not yes. stuck in a bubble that your mm-hmm. your blood, your family is telling you to be stuck in. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I, I totally agree a thousand percent with that. Very true. Because we definitely do see a lot more, mm. all, at least online, see a lot more, I'm doing me. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. you know, Living new year, new me. Living my best <laughs> life. You know, I'm I'm here for me and the self-love movement and stuff. Yeah. So it is mm-hmm. a lot more focused on the individual as opposed to what is best for the group. Yeah. Like the group think type of thing. So, yeah, I totally agree with that, Ghost. I've definitely seen a whole lot of that for sure. You, you know, the first a word came to my mind when uh, actually a word and like I, I would say a situation when you were as soon as you said, you know, weighing you down. And the, and the word that came to my mind is identity. 
And mm -hmm. the reason, yeah, the reason why that came to my mind is be is because, okay, you know, again, like you know, just kind of going backwards to back in the day, whether you know slavery or or prior to that, different tribal re uh, eras or whatnot. Um, when you were born into the tribe, again, that was your identity. You weren't really allowed to really um, search for who you are. And if you were, you know, if you were, it was probably rare. <laughs> but yeah. you know, you, you know, you 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 know, you were basically supposed to um, honor all the traditions and everything that came along with being a part of the family. Yeah. But the, but another reason um, identity came to my mind when you said that is because this pursuit of soul tribe is is starting so much earlier you know like even in I, i'll speak for myself you know growing up you know in the um in the 80s and, and 90s and whatnot again you know my identity was was what my mother and my father gave me you know till i was quote unquote 18 and then i got the house like whatever right. whatever <laughs> yes exactly but these like young cats and kids or whatever like these kids they want their identity now like they yes. wanted it nine yes. 10 11 12 and i was like three i got wow. three year olds and they want their own identity like right <laughs> right so yeah. so they're 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 even they are um separating from blood at a very early age and, yeah. and again i think i think a lot of it has to do with um uh, social environment school social media internet you know et cetera, et cetera. so yeah this is this is interesting <laughs> You know what could play a part in that too, though, mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. so if we go back to the conditioning, right? Mm -hmm. Think about our generation is the generation that kind of maybe we kind of were even in the beginning, the early stages of people breaking away and finding their identity. So right. now that we've spent all these years and all this time mm -hmm. teaching ourselves and being able to be free and have our own identities, we're mm -hmm. now in a way kind of conditioning the next generation that comes up to be. Yeah solo like yes. we're conditioning right. them the opposite you know on the opposite side of this oh yeah, yeah. i agree with that because I, I definitely yeah. feel like since i wasn't always necessarily seen heard and accepted growing up that i wanted that to be a big emphasis when raising my kids to not try to change them at their core <laughs> is to really let them flourish as who they really are yeah. but still teach them you know just be a decent human being in right. general you know but to not just feel like they got to change or go with whatever flow and program that the outer world says to do. Yep. So I agree with that for sure about, you know, how what we went through, we're making sure our kids get this, you know, see the love and appreciation and freedom within themselves being an individual and that there's nothing wrong with that as long as you're not out here hurting anybody. Right. You know? Yeah. Is, is that, I'm asking, I'm asking you two um, that question as, as parents, because I noticed that a lot of parents, you know, in our age group are, have done that or, or are doing that. And these, you know, these kids are bold. Yeah, <laughs> they are. Bold they as fuck. So I'm wondering. A too bold. Yeah. yeah. So I'm asking, like, you know, yeah, I'm asking, I guess I'm asking, like, is that backfiring in, in any way possible, do you think? And if it is, yeah. why? And if not, why is it not? <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what are you going to say? Yeah. Or, you got to say about immediately it? yes this time. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
for me because mm-hmm. I was one of those children as growing up that was mm-hmm. conditioned to be blood thicker than water that did mm-hmm. go through some traumas and abuses and were taught to keep it under wraps because blood's thicker than water. Um, I am still, you know, in a way kind of as free as I'm trying to be, I'm still kind of held back mm. um, and held down by that thickness because it was conditioned in me for so long that I'm not trying to break out of that that mind frame. So now that mm. I'm raising a, uh, my children, my oldest is 15. So mm. he's at the age where they want their identity. Like, like this is who I am. Take it or leave it. And like, fuck you if you don't like it. Like, and they'll mm. say that. Like, yeah. mm. they give no fucks. So mm. mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, and I'm on the both sides of it. I'm trying to give him that, um, you know, freedom to be himself. But there's certain things that he may do or want to do or say, and I was condi- that I was conditioned was disrespectful. Right. Mm, so I mm-hmm. find myself so quickly jumping to the boy who you talking to, like what? <laughs> yeah. And then I then I step back and I'm like, I come back to it. And I'm like, you know what? My bad. I hear what you're saying, but mm. you just got to say it a little bit different. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. So you know, to to long story short. Um, yes, it does backfire, especially mm. when mm. if you're not fully um, out of that previous conditioning yourself as the parent, you're trying to balance both worlds and, mm. you know, and, and try to instill both respect and identity, let him, you know, get his own identity. And sometimes mm-hmm. some of that makes you feel like it's disrespect because that's how you were. Right. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. The first thing I was thinking about was entitlement. Mm. Ooh, mm. Now mm. feels so entitled. So it's like, okay, mm. see me, listen to me, and all. It's like, okay, I'm seeing you and listening to you. But there's also a line, you know, there's a level to some of these things, you yeah. know, like, okay, I feel like I want to do this, but what if what you want to do is harmful to yourself? Right. Because the mm. thing is, we are raising kids of color out here. So they have mm. to also understand, like, unfortunately, yeah, you could be free and be you, but you have to be careful about what environment you're in doing that. Yeah. You That's something we you still have to have that conversation with these kids that are in that situation. So that's the thing about, okay, at home you can be free and we're going to hear you and we're going to work together and, you know, we're going to make sure that we build a healthy relationship, which means talking and, you know, having that family meeting and everybody getting their feelings out so we can, you know, walk away with a resolve as opposed to when I was growing up where it was do as I say, not as I do. Mm -hmm. You getting barked at, you know, you might be getting, you know, your ass whooped. And we're not going to talk about it after that. You better walk around with a smile. I don't want to mm. see you crying. I don't, you know, like, we're not going to sit here and discuss it so we can resolve. It's just going to be because I'm pissed at what you did right now. You're going to suffer the consequence. And then I don't care about your feelings and keep it moving. Right. So that was mm. something that was harmful for me, especially being a sensitive child. So I've been very aware of that with my kids. But again, you know. They do. I think they do feel privileged. Like, okay, yeah. because you're giving me these allowances, now I can feel like I can talk to you sideways yeah. if I want to. Mm. Or, you know, like, even let's say if it came down to dinner, why are we having this for dinner? Like, um, I'm sorry, but... Okay, <laughs> hello, um, you're not buying these groceries. Mm. But that is also, to flip that around later, both of my kids know how to cook. So I was like, mm. you know what? Mm-hmm. You don't like what I make? Y'all, here's some cookbooks, here's some tools, there's the internet. 
get in the kitchen and make it happen yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's some ways you can kind of level that out. But again, like, you know, all I'm saying, it is a balancing act, you know, yeah. trying to find the right balance where, okay, here is some of this independence and freedom and encouragement for you to be yourself. But at the same time, you do need to understand that I am your parent, right. you know, mm-hmm. and there are conditions that do come along with that. And there's times I will say that it backfires in the sense of like they get a little bit too motherfucking comfortable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no reason yeah. that my 15 year old child should have a, a fanny pack full of condoms, oh, passing them out wow. to my nephews, and then telling my brother, oh, yeah, my mom knows that I have them. All because I told him, if you decide to go against my best wishes and have sex, you need to at least be wrapped up. So now he done took that as my mom lets me have a, a bag full of condoms. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. He's the condom guy. <laughs> All I know. Condom dispenser. Back in the day, it was candy. <laughs> That was one conversation that we had where I clearly said, like, you know, I do not condone you out here having sex, but if you feel like you want to do it, wrap it up. So now he's walking around fucking peddling Trojan. (laughs) (laughs) I just, but that's where it's like you're trying to, you want them to be comfortable to talk to you about. I'd rather he knows that he's having sex instead of going behind my back. Because back in my day, that's what I was doing. Oh, hello. Exactly. We were all doing that. Talk to our parents about it. But at the same time, just because I'm talking to you about it does not mean that I condone this behavior and this decision that you're making. So it's yeah. kind of like, how do you let them be free, but also enforce certain mm-hmm. rules and stuff when exactly. free to them means no rules? Like, right, yeah, like, like no boundaries. <laughs> yeah, like I'm just out here and y'all just going to accept it. And it's like, right. no, 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 that's not quite how it goes. Even as an adult, you're going to have consequences. So exactly. slow down. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, you know what's like, what's interesting, like listening to both you two say these things, it makes me think of, well, it makes me think of my, you know, my, my dealings with, you know, partners I've been with, we've had children and, you know, for sure it's like enormously triggering (laughs) to watch, to see kids. I'd be like, man, I I would kill these kids, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Fuck them kids. But you know what I do like, what I do like about them, and it's kind of the opposite of what a, a, I would say. You know, quite a bit of adults express. A lot of adults express this softness or weakness with you know these younger generations. And to me, I I kind of, I mean, I I see where they're coming from, but I kind of see it differently. And how I see 
um, a lot of these younger people and kind of like tying into the separation of blood and kind of, you know, being tied into more individuality and soul tribes. I see these individuals kind of more as maybe the next revolutionaries, because when it comes to revolutionary individuals, like when's the last time we've had revolutionary people that are just out front like that like the, the way that these young people carry themselves in such boldness is like yeah i see i see something different in them that i haven't that i didn't really see a lot in our generation and since i don't know what maybe the 70s or 60s maybe i i don't know how i feel about that i i agree i agree mm -hmm. I, let me say mm -hmm. that i agree that mm -hmm. they this generation would be perfect revolutionary is how we say it sorry mm -hmm. it's, the, uh, <laughs> it's, the, it's the plant medicine <laughs> <laughs> people having a conversation about black stuff. <laughs> yes. Exactly. So, yes. Yes. If you know, you know. You might yeah. be honest. Spice if your wife. Just pause it for a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, to all these points, I think some of these kids are misdirected, but, you know, because here's the thing I see, like, with them just being stuck on the phones all the time, and I know mm -hmm. it's not every child, but mm -hmm. when your focus is on, oh, I'm trying to flex, or I'm trying to slide in somebody's DM or something. You could be putting all that energy into that, into doing something that's actually productive and fruitful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But and I do love the fact that, yeah, they are outspoken and everything, which is a beautiful thing. But also, you know, where are you actually putting that energy? Right. And, right. and then it seems like they're also quick to disregard their elders. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. I understand that. A lot of the older generations, hey, even some of my generation never also always made the right steps and moves, right. but there's mm -hmm. still a lot to learn from those people who have lived before you. Yeah. You know, so if you could take that, you're willing to listen and learn and apply it, oh yeah, they, they would be, you know, light years ahead. Right. You know, if they were able to put all, combine all that together. Not to say that it's got to be serious all the time, and you know, you got to learn how to balance. But if you're just making time online, I don't know, make a page for twerking and whatever the hell else. Yes, and you're putting time into that. You could be putting time into something way more productive. Right. Right. Have you guys, like, um, have you intentionally throughout your journey, um, like, searched for soul tribal members? Or, or 
when it comes to your soul tribe, has it just happened organically? me it's happened maybe organically mm -hmm. um because the thing about me and i'm sure audie can speak to this because of how we first met many <laughs> years ago but mm -hmm. i was i've always been more of an introverted person i'm not the person i'll just come mm -hmm. up and be like hey how are you i'm justine you know i'm mm -hmm. more like laid back let me watch and feel the energy and you know yeah. see what people are about and then i find that i might draw people to me and then okay then feel them out and then see where that connection goes Mm -hmm. Um, well, Audie, how do you feel you are about that? As far as you know, but uh, <laughs> have you like always sought out like a tribe, or did you, or like was that always your like one of your goals or something? Jack Sparrow, do not mean Jack Sparrow. Now you're Jack Sparrow for sure. Black Sparrow. Black Sparrow. Black Sparrow. Captain I would say, on a serious note, I would say mm -hmm. I don't, uh, I think a mixture because mm -hmm. I, I never went out and said, I need to find my people, but I mm -hmm. always, um, mm -hmm. like in the back of my <laughs> mind, because my blood was always so toxic to me, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I always was like, I got to find, I'm hoping I find somebody someday that mm -hmm. like can be what my family should be. Yeah, But I didn't yes. really put a lot of work into finding that because Justine could tell you as when, when I was younger, um, mm -hmm. old autumn was not very, um, emotionally uh, aware. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So I, you know, and I didn't have trust. I didn't trust anybody because of, mm, you know, mm, the blood. So it was kind mm. of a rough journey. But the older I get, the mm. more I realized how, I guess I really was, without knowing, searching for, a, you know, a soul family, mm, a family, mm, and mm, I got yeah. it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it, it feels amazing. I guess I can maybe say the same as, like, I hope for it, but I was just too, like, shy and yeah. scared of rejection to really be like, hey, you, are you into these things, you know? Are you into these <laughs> hey, you, like, you like reading in cabaz, you know? You just don't <laughs> go out to somebody's, you know, freak them out like that. So right. it's kind of like, and this might sound terrible to say, but this is the best way I can word it is, Part of me always just kind of took what I could get for a while as far yeah. as friends go, mm -hmm. you know, because like I said before, I wasn't the type to really just, you know, be an extrovert and just go up to people, and introduce myself and all that. Mm -hmm. It was mm -hmm. more like, oh, OK, you like me. You think I'm cool and worthy to hang around. Cool. You're my friend, you know. So yeah. and then, of course, as I got older and realized, OK, <laughs> all these friendships aren't necessarily healthy either and maybe i don't mm. need to have this person in my life you know but that took again wisdom time and yeah. you know having to learn to lean into myself and understand myself more mm. you know to get that but yeah i definitely could say having that tribe or you know those that soul family connection is imperative to my life for sure because who doesn't want someone that they can mutually care about each other you know right. respect each other and you know, you just vibe, even if you're not completely similar in every aspect. It's just whatever the differences are, you can respect it and, yeah. and you know, learn from each other. You know, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. What about you, Ghost? Did you ever feel like, man, I got to go out here and find my tribe? Where my tribe at? Well, um, got three ex-fiancés. He found one. <laughs> <laughs> I found a lot. I've come across a lot of tribes. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm just messing. laughs> Only thing is, 
Only thing is, my tribes are, I have temporary tribes. Y'all are on track. Yeah, right, right. Now, I, I would say for me, it, it's a little interesting, you know, um, um, so, solo tribes can be, uh, for me, can be, um, not solo tribes, yeah, could be soul tribes, rather, can be kind of challenging. I think at one point, so when I um, left Philadelphia in 2020 and started doing, you know, the, the solo RV journey and stuff like that, um, I I did actually want to um, come across people that were like me and develop, you know, these bonds and stuff like that. And let's just say it just failed miserably. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't a, you know, a, a bad experience overall, as there is always things to gain, you know, learn from, all, yeah. you know, different experiences. But yeah, when it when it comes to, you know, tribal uh, soul tribes in close proximity, I haven't really had a lot of success in that area. Um, generally, my soul tribes are at a distance, you know, for example, twin is all the way in Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I'm more of a long distance soul tribe individual, and outside of that, I, I guess I would consider myself more uh, highly solo nomadic. And um, but definitely that it trumps, you know, blood tribe as I am very, very much different than majority of my family members. So. <laughs> Now I have to say a segue and say, Mm. what would you say, and it doesn't necessarily have to be in this order, what are the top three differences between you and your family? Oh, wow. Like the main blood. (laughs) All right. All right. So that concludes part one of this conversation. Please tune back in next Thursday at 12, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to listen to the second half of this conversation. You don't want to miss it. And if you haven't already, follow me on X and Instagram at Justine Monique, J-U-S-T-I-N-E-M-O-N-I-K-U-E. Bye.